the Lunchbox Reviews. We are doing Hawkeye episode three, titled Echoes. As usual, I'm joined by the Lunchbox's tracksuit mafia, Alex. Hello. And Michelle. Hello. And if you're new to the channel um, and you like our content, please give us a like and subscribe. And if you make a comment in one of our videos, you are automatically entered to join our 1K giveaway where we'll be uh, where we'll be giving away a Daredevil minibust because uh seems like there's some daredevil things happening around here. We're uh, ready to talk about it. Um, before we go to any spoilers, what are your initial thoughts, your thoughts on the uh, episode? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be quick. It was the best episode yet. The action hit a level uh, that I really enjoyed. It's a lot better than the previous two episodes because uh you had like a lot of hand-to-hand choreography choreography in uh in the the first act the, the the beginning portion there and then in the middle you had your superhero-y stuff uh starring the hawkeyes and that was really neat and uh the only other thing is the oh the the, the echo story was really touching and there was a moment in it that uh got uh gave me a few goosebumps because i wasn't expecting to hear a certain something go figure with the deaf character but yeah echoing haha the same things <laughs> as alex um I, the action was really good it was fun to see the superhero stuff in this world um because it was like a fun way to do it um without going super spoilery into it we saw a lot of it in the trailer but it, it was a really fun sequence and it lived up to the expectations i had based on the trailer and there's one scene that I won't spoil yet that has the most heart of any, like, any moment, I think, so far in the shows. Um, it was just, like, there was this one moment that was so touching, so cute, and I'm going to be thinking about it for a very long time. It was really beautiful and really cute. So I'm excited to spoil it and talk about that because that was so good. Um, but I, I really like this episode. The best one so far, which is really, like, saying something because I really enjoyed the first two episodes. It's just like a upward climb for me right now and i'm really happy with it agreed with uh, alex and agreed with michelle this episode is like you guys is my favorite of the three it's uh moving the uh, the series nicely i love the nice introduction to to echo um we got a nice hero to hero conversation with uh clint and kate and very spectacular action uh, scenes, which was lacking uh, in the first two episodes. So we are ready to spoil it. I'm going to take a deep breath for my overview. And uh, this is spoilers, by the way. So, you know, you know what to do. Uh, all right. So act one, we start off the episode seeing a young Maya. We see her in school. Uh, we get a nice tender moment with her and her dad. Talk about dragon. Maybe that means something, maybe it doesn't. And uh, it's really cool that early on we learn about her disabilities, including her leg. And then later on, we see her train martial arts and her dad taught her to use her quickness and speed to take advantage of her usually bigger opponents. And we also get a glimpse of uncle. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk about that later, but yeah, gonna be interesting. So then we cut to an older version She's uh, Maya's in the gym, sparring, winning, kicking ass, of course. 
and then she leaves the gym to uh i guess kind of like their warehouse where the tracksuit mafia is where she witnesses uh ronin killing pretty much everybody including her father and uh so yeah let's talk about it act one i mean once again we see a villainous character with a very like sympathetic backstory um kind of reminds me a little bit of falcon winter soldier before like that all went off the rails um where there is like this villainous character who you can kind of understand like where they're coming from what they're doing because now that we see why she's like so upset by ronin we're attached to the fact that it was her dad like that is in all intents and purposes she probably doesn't see herself necessarily as the villain in this case because ronin killed her dad I'm sorry, that's pretty, like, that's that's evil. That was an evil act that he committed. Uh, looking at you, Hawkeye, that was evil. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting that they just really set it up like that so we can kind of see this interesting back and forth between, like, knowing that Ronan Hawkeye is a hero and she's a victim of him. Like, what does that mean? I, I'm just really excited to see them kind of have to deal with that because obviously, like, at some point, everyone's gonna have to know that it was Hawkeye because she's not really buying the whole Ronin died and Black Widow killed him and Black Widow's also dead so no one can verify this like that just you know she she's not gonna let that stand so it'll be interesting to see her her character progression yeah I, I, I was gonna say that uh Clint could have just said that Ro Black Widow was Ronin and then that's it it's like yeah he would never, though. Like, why not, though? She, like, she's discredited her name like that. Wow, she's she did enough of that in her KGB days, you know. Like, like, um, so as far as everyone knows, you know, she did some pretty dark stuff. But you know, it, it it would be the easy way to just you know wipe your hands clean, and like that's why he pursued the person wearing the costume because he was thinking, like, how could Natasha be back? You know, and, and then she finds out that it's Kate Bishop and there's no way it could be Kate Bishop five years ago because five years ago, Kate was a child. You know, exactly, exactly. Uh, but that aside, um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was touching. At the same time, Clint was killing bad guys and like Echo's father was certainly a bad guy. All those people were bad guys. They're, they're criminals and I'm, I'm not advocating vigilanteism, but, uh, you know, uh, Maya, perhaps your father shouldn't have been, you know, uh, crime. Uh, shouldn't you have know. been working with uncle. Uncle, yeah. I, I, I was tiptoeing around that one, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no, it was cool. It was a cool intro. I I, I wanted to ask uh, both of you, did you get the impression that Maya has like powers, kind of like Taskmaster, where she can copy other people's moves? Yeah, absolutely. The way she was just looking at everything and observing kind of just it reminded me of like her abilities in the comics. Right. I don't know if Michelle was familiar, but I was sort of familiar with that. So I was thinking that the same thing, like she had sort of those abilities. Yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that. My brain went to, this is not the same, but similar enough in my brain. It went to Toph from Avatar, where like having, like for Toph, she's blind. That's like her disability. But because of that, her other senses are heightened so she's like super awesome that was kind of what my brain went to I was like oh okay. she like I don't know isn't distracted by hearing things she can just like take it all in she knows how to like I don't know pay attention to more because she has to she's had to just live that way so her awareness is higher than other people that was just kind of what my thought process was but 
honestly like it equates to the same outcome so it doesn't yeah right no I, I, I was wondering if it was explicit or not like like if she actually had those abilities or she was just capable because uh like i like having read the comics i i suppose like i was looking for something like she had the bow and arrow i thought she was going to be able to pop off some you know trick shots like like hawkeye and but but they never really went there as of yet uh but yeah that's, that's all i gotta say about it uh yeah for me this was pretty cool i really like her introduction and i mean the writers did a good job and i mean in like 10 her 10 minute thing in this episode and i already knew what i needed to know about uh maya which is really cool as for like the uh the ronin scene i don't know we're going through these theories again but just looking at it and the way it was just shot where they explicitly not didn't show the eyes got me thinking that this probably wasn't clint i think there was another ronin before Clint and right now maybe I'm thinking it could be Jack because he really wanted the sword it couldn't be maybe it's Jack maybe it's not but I have a feeling that that Ronin uh wasn't Clint um did you guys kind of just have that feeling that that was Clint already or you had like you were having second thoughts on it no I I I definitely thought it was Clint because he was familiar with them and 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 like even his wife knew about his history with them so like he does have history with like the tracksuit mafia so it was just it's just part of what uh you know what clint was up to during the the snap makes sense yeah mm-hmm. uh all right so let's move on to the second act this is uh where we see clint and kate being held hostage by the tracksuit mafia they're tied to these little horsey things moving around uh maya comes in to try to get more information about ronin of course they tiptoe around it. Uh, Clint escapes, and we finally get some good action. Uh, Clint and Maya had a have a nice uh, confrontation. It was a cool fight scene. It's where he also loses his hearing aid. Kate joins in in the fun, beats up the uh, dollar store version of Dane Whitman because he looks like Kit Harrington. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Poor man's gone smell. Uh, we also get this. This is my favorite shot of the. Uh, the episode is the uh, rotating shot inside the car. That was really yes. cool. Yes. Um, we got a lot of trick arrows. Finally, this is Hawkeye. I can't believe after all these years of the MCU, this is the most trick arrows I've seen, and I love it. And uh, after the chase, uh, Clint and Kate finally escape uh, by the subway. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Ooh, okay. So, I, I, I loved it. I loved the action sequence. I absolutely adored it. When I'd seen some of the Trick Arrow like references in the trailer, I was a little bit worried that it would be too silly almost and that it wouldn't feel like the stakes were high. I don't know. I was picturing like a punching boxing glove arrow and just like silliness. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those types of things. And then I thought they towed the line really well between what were sillier yeah. arrows. Yeah, for sure. That still made sense that he would have them like functionality wise. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. You, you could do these things, da, da, da. And then you have like full explosive arrows, like the the Pym arrow was sick. I that moment when I realized what it was, I was so excited. Like it's just like you're like Pym. Oh, and then it's as it's going, you're kind of like, I don't know, in my brain, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then it happened. I was like, this is so cool. Um, it was so, so fun. Um, that shot, Lou, same thing. I was watching it and I was like, Lou's gonna mention this. <laughs> um, I also 
loved it. I thought that was so, it felt really immersive. I'm like, like I'm in the car with them. Like I'm really involved in the action. And that felt really cool. Like I really, really enjoyed that. There wasn't a single part in the action sequence that I didn't like, that I wasn't glued to, honestly. It was so fun. And then, yeah, I have a secondary thought, but we'll come back to it. Yeah, uh, the, the action in the warehouse really reminded me of like a Jackie Chan set piece. Like all that was missing was like a ladder or something, but- uh, it, it Like was, the way he climbed on those, the cabinets. Yes, uh, yes, it was so through cool. the thing, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And and yeah, the, uh, the trick arrow stuff was so much fun. I gasped at the, at the pin thing because it just turned into a huge javelin and oh, it was, yeah, it, it, it was definitely everything you want to see from like something Hawkeye related. And um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Michelle, you want to mention your uh, secondary thought before I go in mine? It's, it's because I'm just agreeing with most of y'all, but I just have a couple okay. of uh, points that I wanted to add. Okay, my secondary thought kind of goes into the next scene a little bit. So I'm just gonna, I'll just do that. Um, so the thing that when the action sequence started made me slightly nervous for a moment was the moment of breaking of his hearing aid. I was worried it would get silly with the like lack of communication between them. Um, first of all, the, the moment his hearing aid gets broken and he's hand-to-hand -hand fighting Maya, it's a really quiet fight. And I thought that was really interesting the way they did that. And the music, um, it just, it, the way yeah. the music too. Yeah, it was really, I that was so well handled. So you're still like aware of the fact that these characters are fighting this way like they're the way they fight has to be different they can't hear certain cues da, da, da. awesome then we get to the sequence in the car with the arrows and they're having this trouble communicating between Kate and Clint that made me I was a little like nervous that it would get too silly kind of you know making fun of it almost yeah. and it got to this point where I'm like okay okay I don't know they had their little sequence on the subway where it was very silly and very cute and then we move into the act three starting scene. And that just like brought all that to a point of just, it was so beautiful. Um, so it made everything that I was a little uneasy with in the action sequence, like feel really awesome. So when we talk about that scene, I'll kind of continue, but that's, yeah, that's that. I, 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 I just want to mention that um, the whole hard of hearing thing and Clint repeating what Kate is saying, that whole thing, it, it's, Clint echoing what Kate is thinking and saying, which is the name of the episode, the name of the, the, the bad guy. Yeah, that's it. That's what I get paid for. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, again, pretty much we're all on the same page uh, on this episode. Uh, I, I really love the, uh, the action scenes. I can't gush enough about that. Uh, the rotating camera, which is not uh it's similar to like my favorite action shot in loki where there's that one scene in the planet where the camera just kept following them i really like that um yeah and then they they show that clint you know is a normal human being and he gets his ass kicked like all other normal human being he's i guess an above average athlete but you can kind of feel his pain what he's going through because unlike his other friends he's just a normal human being so, uh, and also the subway scene, the, 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 it was a really sweet and funny scene that they were just kind of, like Alex said, echoing each other's thoughts. So, uh, yeah, let us move on. So, uh, after the subway scene, 
they are at Kate's aunt's apartment. Uh, we get a nice moment of Kate being Clint's ears as he talks to his son about like missing some stuff they were planning to do for Christmas. Uh, meanwhile, back at the warehouse, Maya is asking, I think his name is Kazi, uh, dollar mm-hmm. store, Dane Whitman, to find out more information about Clint because she's starting to put things together. Uh, so Kate and Clint get his hearing aid fixed and they grab breakfast where Clint tells Kate that uh, about the sacrifices and uh, like what you need to be to become the hero that she wants because she wants to be a hero and there's a just a really nice heart to heart there. And uh, Pizza Dog is officially born, the dog's <laughs> name. And then they go to Kate's mom's house to use a computer database to find more about the tracksuit mafia and Jack. And as Clint was just checking the perimeter or, you know, the, the house, Jack appears with the Ronin sword and just kind of, who are you to uh, Clint's neck? So, yeah, uh, let's talk about this. So I'll go first because I'm dying to talk about the scene with Clint and his son on the phone. Uh, that was, it was such a highlight scene for me. It was so I, I don't know, it was so authentic feeling and amazingly acted between all parties involved. And it just felt so real after this like outrageous action scene. It just like, like we had talked about in, like our last review, it, ground, it brought everything grounded again. It was like, these are humans, this is their interactions. And again, it reinforced his character of this family man and how he's handling things. There, that scene, so it was just amazing like I, I I could gush about it literally forever it just felt so I I don't know I was just like smiling and also a little emotional the entire time I just thought it was gorgeous beautiful brilliant amazing don't change the thing um and then we move into the hero heart to heart which kind of like it just again cements his character his motivations why he is the way he is it's just giving us that like continuous like explanation and expansion on Clint and I just think that's amazing and it's good to see his character just actually express things because he's not super <laughs> chatty um so it's nice to hear him from his exact mouth saying why he does what he does and what his thought process is behind certain things and I thought that was great the, they're really uh setting up the the reunion of a family which might not happen sadly you know uh, you mentioned that scene Michelle uh yeah, it was like, oh, he has to, he has to. But, but yeah, you, you know, it's a Disney show. It's a Christmas show. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's got to see his family at the end. Or what if? <laughs> oh, no oh, that reminds me. Sorry, can I just say one thing? Because you said yeah. that. Um, yes. Did anyone else uh, uh, clock that uh, USB dongle arrow from what if? Oh, USB right. arrow. Yes. She's like, what am I supposed to do? And she's yeah. like, it just bounces off him. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the the way the other Russian uh, tracksuit mafia guy distracts is like, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, I just yeah, he said what if and I had to <laughs> there you go. That was the first time we've seen a what if thing in a Yay. in a real thing. There you go. You ever think like how difficult it is to insert a USB just with your hand? Imagine with an arrow. Dear Lord. I have like you can't, enough, how do you take out, out which it side goes on? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh. 
but no, I, I, I don't have much more to say. Michelle covered it uh, succinctly. Yeah, it, it was touching uh, in all the right uh, points. The, the the cliffhanger did come out of nowhere. It's like, oh, that's it. That's all this episode has. Because I was just, uh, I was really into it. I was uh, immersed in this episode. So it was a bummer that it ended. And yeah, looks like this episode, oh, we are all on the same page as I agree with whatever you guys have just said. Um, I thought the heart to heart was really cool. And for the first time, I'm kind of liking, I, okay, it's not like I hate uh, Hawkeye. It's just that I don't really care about his character. But with the, the first three episodes and this episode especially, I'm kind of sad that he, he has to go through all this and then he has like a, a whole family waiting for him and even though he he was kind of reluctant reluctant to just help kate it's still in his nature to help him and even telling him like the this is the things that you're gonna lose the sacrifice you have to make to become this person that you really want to be so uh yeah and uh it was like alex I really wanted this episode to be longer. Like I wish we didn't end up with end with a sword. But you know, that's it. So um yeah. I have one question about the that final sequence, and I don't know if it's just me being picky. Um, when she's going to the computer to search them up, how does she know how the heck to spell his last name? Whose last name? I can't remember. Kazi's. Oh yeah, she's I just typed in Kazi, and then his whole last name immediately. At no point did they mention his last name, and it's like, you know what? I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty weird. It just—I paused for a moment just because I was like, he has a sizable last name that I truly don't know how to pronounce. So I was like, how did she just know that randomly? Like, they never mentioned it. I just thought it was—I was like, no, no, you can't just. I'm sure there's other Kazis out there. It's not like he's the only one. You know what I mean? Like, you can just through Kazi and auto fills that last name. Like, get out of here. So. See, what I was thinking uh, about, like, the was before they got there, like, in the taxi, they're, how they're just, like, openly talking about it. And, like, there's a taxi driver there. Like, I know he's just a random taxi driver, but he could still kind of, you know, tell people. So, yeah. Imagine being a taxi driver, like, in there, just, like, like all the secrets, hearing you know? the random conversations that are happening. You're just like, are you an Avenger? <laughs> Is that a bad guy? <laughs> What's happening? So, uh, we are going to this new uh part of our reviews uh we're gonna call it for now the big question so every episode there's gonna be like a big question and we're gonna try to answer it uh or theorize what's gonna be and uh this episode's big question is who is uncle um it's either really obvious or it's not so uh what do you what are your thoughts of uh, who uncle is mephisto Yes, I, I said it first. All right, I, I, I knew someone would say that. Yeah, uh, I I think the gravelly voice uh, kind of tells you who it is. It's a really iconic, yes, iconic voice uh, that we've heard before, and like probably like the best villain in in, in all like the Marvel shows I've ever seen. Like the single best villain uh, that there's been. So I really hope it's him because he's one of the best actors that there is and that they have and uh unfortunately there's only like three episodes left so yeah he he better stick around for a while yeah uh, oh by the way 
Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. That's that's who I'm Just alluding. Just in case you don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 I'm like, I feel like we're all following along, but I'm like, yeah. someone, someone out there is like, I don't know who you're doing. Yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, kingpin. That's I, I landed there as well. I heard the voice. Having yeah. watched the Daredevil show and really, really liked it, I was like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> so. so, uh, yeah, same. Um, what I don't want to happen is, like, like you guys, um, I'm hoping this is Kingpin and this is Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Um, I don't want us to get Ralph Bonard again. Um, no, no, like, no. The, the signs are obvious, right? Uh, do you guys yeah. know that, um, you know the hotel that... Um, her mom went to the like they went to episode one or two. Is the, the same whatever whatever that function was that they went right. to. Mm-hmm. Like she went out to like mm-hmm. that's the same hotel that uh Kingpin Kingpin bought in season two, maybe of Daredevil. It's where he hid. Or mm-hmm. so it's the exact same hotel. And somebody already pointed that out. And I'm like, yeah, that's uh I'm I'm really scared of a uh, Ralph Boner now. So Oh no! Yeah, until oh, no. they explicitly say his name and like this is Kingpin, like I'm not gonna trust it. <laughs> the, the, the other thing I'm afraid of it's, it's Kingpin, but it's not uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. It's gonna be somebody else. Like I really want it. it yeah, like Alex already mentioned it. It's top. I mean, top two top three villain in like in the yeah. entire MCU. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he's very fleshed out. It, you know, Kingpin. You know, you don't need to like wonder what his motivations are. You know um so yeah so uh final thoughts to the episode bring on kingpin <laughs> that's it yeah i mean what is it's a six episode season we're halfway through now so yeah it's only gonna get crazier and kick off further from here i'm excited <laughs> that's yeah. it that's it i feel like also because it's episode three and they're like here's jack with the sword it's not Jack. Jack is doing something else. That's that's a fake out for sure. He's I don't know. He's not like the bad. He's yeah. doing maybe something bad, but he's not the bad. There there's more. There's more happening there. It's my theory there. So yeah, same. Um, loving the uh, episode so far. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I thought I would. So yeah, it's going great. Uh, so that is it for our episode three recap. Uh, once again, if you are new here and liking the content, please give us a like, subscribe, do all that YouTube things. Once again, I'm joined by Michelle and Alex, and we shall see you for episode four, the appearance of Kingpin. Maybe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>